0: It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that had a guy playing in the Masters this week on it. How about that? Mm. It's another episode. It's the second episode this week. We had our special Masters preview with the aforementioned Bryson DeChambeau, one of the favorites this weekend, and a full breakdown with myself, Banks, and Orioles pitcher Josh Rogers. Fantastic stuff if you haven't listened. But we're back to a normal episode here and RDT we bring you back you 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 said nay on the golf show you let the golf guys handle the golf show and we bring you back cuz you're the Orioles guy and it's Orioles baseball time and as we record it's 11:12 on April 7, 2021 your Baltimore Orioles lead the AL East after a dramatic win over the Yankees Gio Shell got punched in the face <laughs> tremendous stuff RDT your thoughts on a six-game stretch for the Orioles that sees them <laughs> lead the division. If the season ended today, a division champion.
1: Say what you want about what time of the year it is, how many games they've played. The Orioles went into New York, won a game, and came out in first place. Thank God. They won a game. They <laughs> won, won a, a game. game. New York. I mean, God. hey, they, yeah, a single game they won. It's their first game they've won there since 2019. Yeah, man. one of
2: 13. You got to love it. <laughs>
1: They, they had lost 12 in a row. Um, yeah, you know, they went four and two on the road trip. Um, I mean, the sweep in Boston was great. I don't think anyone really saw that coming or, or, or had any inclination that that was coming, but I loved it. I mean, John mean, John Means' start on opening day was one of the best Orioles performances we've seen in some time. Harvey Day on on Saturday was great, and local kid, Bruce Zimmerman, putting it together on Sunday. I mean, it, they, Boston was a lot of fun. I think coming into New York, everyone had kind of, thought that a sweep or losing two out of three was going to happen, especially the way the grid slam on Monday or on um, in the first game against the Yankees and Hyde. I mean, I don't know if anyone else thought so, but I thought it was a questionable move by Hyde to put in Sean Armstrong fresh off the paternity list. Like, Oh, Hey, here's your second uh, batter. You're going to see it's G and Carlos Stanton with the uh, bases loaded. Hopefully it, it doesn't uh, affect John Rahm this weekend. Yeah. yeah congrats on the, on the sex to John yeah. Rahm and we'll John Rom. And who? Oh, he actually he had
0: a kid. He had a kid.
2: Oh no that's way. A, yeah,
0: yeah, has a kid. I wonder
2: Wonder that's know, gonna, affect gonna affect his goal. Yeah, morning.
0: we'll see. Not a lot of sleep, but yeah, yeah. Um, but no, and
1: then and then I mean, you know, they get their dicks kicked in. First game, second game, kind of the same thing, and then third game was a was a another John Means start. Knocked uh, knockdown drag him out. I know Banks likes to talk about the Ravens games as a rock fight. This seemed like a rock fight. I think the Orioles had five hits, four hits. Um. You don't win many games in, in Yankee Stadium with four or five hits, especially, yeah, with, with Santander making his, uh, his game-saving throw and Pedro Severino basically punching Gio Urshela in the face. Um, four and two, <laughs> the Orioles are headed home. It's opening day in Camden Yards. It's going to be quite a day.
0: Yeah, I think two guys right now stick out from an Orioles perspective. You touched on Means, who I, I have his game log open on movie.com Apparently they have his nickname listed as Meansy. Sure, Meansy. Uh, two starts here. As you said, I mean, seven innings, one hit um, against the, the Boston Red Sox. No walks, five strikeouts. Tremendous. You know, gave the Orioles a chance to win tonight again. And is showing why he's the ace of the staff. And, and the Orioles have really struggled to kind of piece a pitching staff behind a guy that is sort of, you know, Every fifth day, you feel like can get you a win. And right now, John Means, at least through two games, has been that guy. And then Cedric Mullins, who hit a tank piece on tonight in Yankee Stadium, hitting around 480 right now. Uh, the the spring training stuff has not been a fluke, which has been very, very nice to see. And he is really doing a nice job setting the table at the top of the lineup with not a, a ton else going on offensively, really, besides him. Um, he's been very, very good. So... Those, it's been nice to see both those guys sort of lead from the front, one at the front of the pitching staff, one at the front of the lineup. So,
2: Yeah, the Orioles haven't really had a premier leadoff hitter. And, I mean, yeah, Nick Marquegas played the role for a lot of those really good teams. But to a degree, it was because there was not really another spot that fit for him in the lineup. It was just kind of the way the lineup shook out, uh, like, that just fit for him. In terms of like a true leadoff hitter, we probably haven't had one since Brian Roberts. Yeah, and then, uh, be nobody's saying that through six games that Cedric Mullins is is Brian Roberts or anything, but he's off to I mean a hell of a start. I remember looking up at the TV during tonight's game at one point, and he had led off ten innings at the plate and he had reached base in eight of them. I mean, that's what you want. You got to set the table there. Um, and he came out scorching hot and he kind of provided the power there tonight. I mean, that ball was Mashed, absolutely mashed. And um, you know, we knew that he could he could hit it, hit the long ball a little bit. Um, I don't know that we saw him hitting one, you know, four ten, no cheapy at Yankee Stadium there in right center. Um, so that was exciting to see. The my biggest just thing in general with the Orioles through six games, um, yeah, it's it's just six games, but when you have the opportunity to go to another ballpark. And for them to have the opening day and Eric and I, we know very well with, with, you know, our role at Barstool, how Boston centric, a lot of the people we interact with online are and, and like any baseball city, they, they had all that opening day buzz, a lot of excitement, a lot of lead up into opening day for, you know, weeks and weeks on end during spring training and just to go up there and squash their spirits and just ruin it and just make them miserable for the weekend fantastic I mean it's it's I'm I'm, I don't am i know about you guys but I'm the kind of person who who, I'm kind of a sick puppy where I like uh, I I enjoy the misery of others maybe more than the success of my own teams sometimes and seeing that go on the despair up in Boston was just it was an absolute treat
1: Jared's tweet where he said they ruined my birthday no they ruined (laughs) opening day my birthday and Easter was was fantastic like it was just so great because, you know, mm. and, yeah, that, that's what they did and and then again of course the Red Sox went out and won three straight. You hate the to see it. yeah, and, and you do. I mean, you really do hate to see it, but yeah, Cedric Mullins and we didn't even talk about Cedric Mullins went five for five, got on base six times in that uh that absolute ass kicking the last game of the season. And that that was another thing the way that they wrapped up that series. What was it eleven to two or whatever? Like that game, it was three. It was ten nothing by third inning. Like, it was it was done. And yeah, like you said, people were already making their they were making other plans on uh, on Sunday in Boston. So that was, a, that was a nice way to start yeah, it.
2: it. It just cleared the entire day for everybody to enjoy yep. their Easter's, whatever that might be like, yeah, ball game. Like I can go watch Jordan Spieth win the Valera Texas open. I can focus on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and as you said, it's just nice to go into Boston and, and take through games and we always have to keep, I guess the, the Orioles early season success, if it was going to come in some perspective, because we don't know how the rest of this will go. But I hope Oriole fans sort of enjoy – I'm going to sound like a, a, a noted sports commentator about a certain college team from a couple of years ago. I hope the Orioles uh, fans kind of enjoy the moments when they come in in times like this. Like, enjoy shell getting punched in the face. That was fun. Like, that was fun to watch tonight. Will the Orioles continue to go to New York and get pummeled for the next few years? Maybe. But to get little <laughs> pieces of progress – I mean that was a, that was a you know a, a game that the Orioles grinded out one and it and, and was fun to watch. It was a, it was a fun ball game to watch your team kind of grind out and win despite them not really producing anything at the plate. Um and and yeah, it's 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 just good to have it is good to have baseball back on a nightly basis and if the Orioles can just be competitive and make that fun this year um I think that has to be enough unless you have really sky-high expectations for a team that's not really trying to win right now.
2: Yeah, there's, there's high potential in any given game that the Orioles go into where the game's going to be over by the third inning, and they're going to be in their bullpen, and it's just going to be a laugher. And we've only run into that, what, once in six games? Or we're, how many yeah. of the Yankees games were ugly like both, that? Both of, the, both, yeah, both, both of them both started. started. Yeah, that's right. okay. Like, you know, four for six is a pretty good clip. If we're going to lose, we might as well lose big. And then if we win the tight ones, I mean, that has – I mean, I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but that has 2012 Orioles written all over it. Yeah, so by exactly. the way, that
1: that that game, I, it just came to me. Um, it reminded me so much of the game in New York a couple years ago. Michael Gibbons sat on home plate and tagged out Didi. Pedro oh, yeah. Alvarez hit that, like, 15th inning Grand Slam. Like, very similar – Was that
2: only a couple years ago, Pedro Alvarez? that was probably, what, 2018? (laughs) El Toro. I was was hot on the El Toro train. Hey, guy guy had power. He could swing it. He he led the National League at home runs one year.
1: People forget. It was like 40. Meanwhile, like Trump, or
0: someone, someone in the AL had like 50 that year. Yeah, Orioles now, as you said, come back opening day they haven't announced matt harvey as a starter as we record
3: here it's not weird. this will so, be like,
0: irrelevant by the time most people hear it because they start you know the game will start at three tomorrow which is always the tough part about talking about baseball so it just continues on but
3: matt I, harvey I looks was, like he's
0: going to get the ball for you know an opening day at camden yards which is a wild thing to say
1: i i don't know why they haven't announced him. like i'm i'm looking at you know here's tomorrow's starters uh, okay, on MLB now it says Matt Harvey versus Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez. But <laughs> I know like tremendous. But like as of like five or six o'clock tonight, it was like TBD or T you know TBA or whatever, and it was like okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> like he wasn't hurt, unless unless there was some phantom injury or whatever. But yeah, Matt Matt
0: Harvey was going to be the guy. So happy Harvey Day to uh, those who observe. Yeah, the in the uh, offensively, you look at the Orioles and and we talked about Mullins a little bit uh Anthony Santander they're kind of doing what he does other than that it is uh it is slim pickings from an offensive production standpoint Michael Franco has not been very good our, our guy Trent Mancini got love him got a couple doubles that's it so far um Mount gonna, Castle hasn't done much Mount Castle hasn't done much had you know a
2: big hit on opening day at least
1: yeah yeah, a, I mean he, they they've all been strikeout machines. They I think now they lead the league in strikeouts. I think they're up to seventy. They've got sixty
0: strikeouts and thirteen walks right now. It's 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 bad. Like those
2: guys in the Bronx are strikeout machines, though. They yeah, in I mean, terms you go of against Garrett Cole and
0: yeah, Montgomery
2: was swinging it. They're yay. swinging this, guys.
0: Yeah, Orioles right now hitting two fifty four as a team, sixty strikeouts. Um, not gonna get it. as you said. Shout out to uh, shout out to Bruce Serverman, who is a local kid. To go out there and do that in Boston. Where did he go to high school? Uh, I I can't remember. So <laughs> okay. you might have to remind me. I can ask Johnny where he went. Yeah, to high ask Johnny. He might have a better idea. I I don't know. It's a school. I think it's a school like a pretty funny name. Uh, but you know, are you
2: fighting John's battles for like for him? No, I just think it's fun. Like, I, I, no, I wanted to see Taylor's we're gonna reaction. This,
0: we're going to do this song and dance. We're going to do this song I and dance. just
1: wanted to see Taylor's reaction, and it and it lived up to it. The, like, yeah. the,
0: his eyes almost rolled out of the back of his head. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. I mean, we're going to do this. I mean, we did, this is just what happens. This is what you do in the, these little you know, these little high school rivalries. And shout out uh, one of our uh, pitcher on our, our Maryland baseball team, Will Glock, saw him. He's a Loyola Blakefield guy. Saw him this weekend. And he was talking trash about how many, you know, major league pitchers this Calvert Hall have. And I said, well, how many guys in the Final Four do you have? Shout out to Justin Gorman on Houston. So you know, you just go back and forth with this. This and, being and, and there's five people that listen to the podcast that that care about this probably. <laughs> um, so it is what it is. Uh, shout out Jimbo. Yeah, shout out to yeah, shout out to Jimbo. Shout out to Jimbo. Shout out to Jimbo. I, Black, I wish you'd come and been a Hall, man. Too. That would have been you know, that would have been tremendous. Yeah,
2: maybe. You I don't mean, know if I have that kind of integrity. You look well. That's that's not. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'm not. I'm not sure if you do there. Uh, no, you do, you do, you do. Uh, not really much else on the Orioles front. Um, they will just head on here, but nice to be four and two and um and start out well. Uh, the Baltimore Football Ravens, quiet. Been a quiet couple weeks in 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 Ravens Nation. Sammy Watkins appeared with the press. He's wearing fourteen. He wants to be a Raven for life. Ba 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 ba. And Anthony Levine resigns with the team. Co-cap, your
2: guy, Black he's everybody's guy. I think everybody likes him. He, he doesn't, he doesn't play in a prominent enough position for him to ever really screw anything up. And so every time he makes a special teams tackle, it's like, Oh, there goes our guy that's been there for a decade, Anthony Levine. And he's, you know, he's made a play here or there, maybe not recently, but a few years back, you know, we tweeted out an interception off of big Ben to kind of seal a game um, today. So, He's just a guy that you can tell is dedicated to teaching some of these younger players locker room presence, all the cliches that the, that people love to talk about these, you know, veterans, it, 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 just in the fact that he's stuck in this league so long as a guy who really fills a role that are usually reserved for your project type of guys, the guys that you want to want to try to develop and keep down on the depth chart and, and hopefully, you know, develop them into starters. Usually they're the guys who, who fill those special teams coverage roles. Um, And he's taken up that roster spot um, really with no ceiling to kind of grow into anything more than what he is. And I think that that says a lot about how the Ravens value that special teams position um, and what they think of the guy as a whole. So. You know, if they like bringing him back, then I'm on, you know, I'm all for it.
0: RDT, I think it was you that said before we recorded, we were talking about that. It's wild he's been on the team this long. You just don't see that at that position. And I I think what you said is right. This this might come off incorrectly because, you know, all these guys are adults, obviously. But sometimes you need like the head adult in the room for for a football team or for any team. And I think Anthony Levine kind of seems to serve that role for the ravens you know he is sort of a guy that you know when it, you know maybe things are going wrong in the locker room or guys are trying or he's trying to you know go you know pull a guy aside and say here's how you do this here's how you function here dad's got to come over and figure it out and anthony levine is kind of that guy They i got I, some
2: I, rambunctious really fellas in yeah. that secondary yeah yeah he's kind of like brooks orpic for the caps a couple years ago
0: <laughs> yeah someone's got to bring the whole thing together uh, and he seems universally respected you know, you see the love he gets on social media from teammates and I think from, you know, the, the staff of the Ravens. Um, so nice to see a guy like that get rewarded with another contract. Come on back. Keep mentoring, guys. Good to have him around.
2: Yeah, definitely. I've got another Ravens storyline here. Just, to, um, It's more of an NFL storyline, but but we did see a tweet from it. The NFL moving the whole jersey numbering system. We might have a problem on our hands here. Hollywood Brown is talking about going back to five and I, somebody has got to stand up here. They can't
1: they can't let that
2: happen. I don't think they, they, it's one of those things where I don't think they're going to go out of their way to tell him, no, you can't switch to five, but he's going to come to them and say, I want to switch to five. And that's going to be an awkward discussion. And uh, I mean, who knows, who knows if you, you can't go ahead and, and like, go through the steps of retiring a number for a player who's still playing and is playing for another team. Like you can't do that. So it's one of those unspoken things, but there's just no way that Hollywood Brown can wear five. He just, he just can't, I'm outlawing it myself.
1: I don't think they'd even let that get out that like the Ravens declined to let I like, I, I think they're like, no. And it's, it's the end of the story right there. Like they're not going to let that. They
2: may already have. Out. I don't know. Oh, I'm He's sure. Like... Hollywood tweeted about it. You know. Here, here. So
0: here's the here's the the interesting part. The Ravens don't have not retired a number, right? So they they at this point do not officially retire numbers. The numbers that are currently just not in use are 19, John Unitas, 75 Ogden, 52 Lewis, 20 Ed Reed. Does Joe Flacco really belong in that discussion? Mm. I, I'm I'm here I, for this. I'm here I, for it. I I don't and I I don't know if he does.
2: I think you can probably <laughs> you could probably add 55 to that. By the way, okay. What about OJ
1: Bergantz? Is his number?
2: No, Mosley wore that. Did he? Yeah, he was yeah. 57, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, all the yes, numbers yes, and stuff. Yep. It's 57. Yeah, Mosley wore that. Um, so I, I think. I, 55 is a pretty popular number and that hasn't been open for that long, but we'll see what they do with that.
0: We'll see what they do with that. That is yeah. a very interesting test case. That's a very good one to bring up. I can't
2: imagine somebody not trying to take it soon, but um,
0: especially when they had li- they had multiple linebackers come onto the team last year and nobody took it.
2: Man, I look at Joe Flacco and I think about all the quarterbacks they had for the first 12 years here in Baltimore and then how he elevated this franchise to a higher level of contention consistently for that first five, six years of his career. 2014 was another shot that they had at it too, where I I think that he belongs to, you know, in that same category, obviously he's not the same caliber of player player. He's not as accomplished, but in terms of what he meant to the franchise, I think that he has to be, somebody has to be the last player in that group. And I think adding Flacco to that group and him being kind of that last guy, uh, I think that is kind of where the line is cut.
0: It seems like the delineating line right now is if you get inducted um, as a Hall of Famer yeah. as a Raven. Yanda uh, going to be an interesting one when that. Now they game. also didn't. They also. They also didn't start doing that once they were inducted. I mean, Ogden and, Lu, and Ray and, and Ed Reed, that just started. Now they were all going to be first about Hall of Famers, so that was kind of easy to do, and easy to establish. Um. But yeah, y- Yanda Yonda will be a very interesting one. Seventy-three, right now not issued. Um I'm sort of cross cross referencing the ring of honor and numbers that are issued right now. Um like thirty one, Jamal Lewis. Right Bernard now is Pollard, right? right, right? now it's Khalil Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Pollard
1: thirty one? Another yes. legend.
0: Todd Heap, eighty-six. Right now is Nick Boyle. I know for sure. So it's obviously, some... the Ring of Honor doesn't means nothing in terms of the uniform, as we've we've discussed on the show before.
2: I I don't know that I th- I might just be blanking right now, but I can't really think of any other player who's really worn fifty-eight besides Peter Bowler.
0: Um, that's a really some player right. of
2: prominence, you know. There's
0: no one that has it right now. Um, LJ Fort. does Yeah. Fort have right. It, right? Uh, I just typed in Ravens. 15. I, I yeah, could you know, like, that's, that's just a ra- bad job. That's just bad reason recent. by me. because I'm sitting on the roster. No, that's, that's a
2: bad memory by me. It's late. And I had a couple beers at dinner earlier. So <laughs> oh, wow, Alvin, Alvin Jones at one point, they, like, they are flowing. It's been a long week. I wrote, all, I wrote almost 5,000 words in a blog. But yet, last Yanda,
0: night. I think at this point is the most interesting thing. Now, another one that will come into play is three. Um, Rg three wore that. Rg three, and then just, and Stover had it, so that didn't matter. And i I'm, I'm, I'm just going I back and say forth nine right now. Can happen nine. Shout out Weed Richie. Yeah, Weed Richie. Shout out <laughs> Air McNair. That will be interesting to see what they do with nine. That will be that will be because the single digits are going to be popular if that is an approved rule. I mean, all these guys come out of college. I mean, we, as you know, sort of a Maryland-centric
2: podcast. I mean, Stephon Diggs is the is you know was one. I mean, he was one. Um, somebody, somebody was switching their number to one. I think a quarterback in the league. Uh, Jalen Hurts went from two to one. Yeah, he
1: went from two to one. Yeah, that's right. He's my buddy's in that. He had that jersey just, insurance yeah, policy. Kyler
0: is Kyler is one.
1: Kyler's one.
2: It's Damn. a. I think it's just a loser number. That's for punters, man. Number one. No. If you're
0: not but in Moon, college, in college, it's such a good number though. Everyone wants to be one. Ah, uh, it's a good number in college. Stefan Diggs looks for look skill, sick pos- skill position. Skill position, yes. One. For
2: quarterback, I don't think so.
0: You don't like it for quarterbacks. I don't
2: like it for quarterbacks. If you're not Warren Moon, you can't wear one.
0: Wow, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which NFL players have used number one as their jersey number? Yeah, Kyler Murray right now is considered the best. Of the it's league. like the Matt
2: Turks of the world. I'm picturing. I'll oh, uh, show some respect for Matt Turk. If you're wearing, if you're wearing number one, I just picture you with the one bar.
0: Gary, I think Gary Anderson wore one. God, but it, I think it's going to get normalized though, and if they do this it, it, and wide receivers are wearing number one, it's going to be sweet. It's going to be sweet.
1: Whatever. Someone had someone had tweeted like if Reggie Bush was allowed to wear five when he came into the league, he would have been like the all time leading rusher in in NFL. It's possible. I mean,
0: you never know. Yeah. Could do, your, do you remember Green Carter wore one as a linebacker in Maryland.
1: He tried to um um Reggie Bush tried to like petition to have them put him as a quarterback on the roster so he could wear five. He <laughs> would have been sick as five in the NFL. Oh my <laughs> god, that Saint that Saints number five would have been. An who awesome. knows what oh where Jadavion
2: Clowney's career would be? I mean he could still you know, have a second second wind here if he uh if he pops at number seven on
1: <laughs> derrick henry was number two in uh and in, in, uh at alabama and he wore two if you go back and look at derrick henry's rookie year he played in the preseason he wore number two because there's a million people on the roster and it's a weird looking picture like it doesn't look
0: right in the maryland's number one right now by the way transfer wide receiver marcus fleming not exactly the most exciting thing mm. in the world terrence lewis wore number zero though uh yeah I, the flacco thing is an interesting debate i i He and as someone who's always defended Flacco, so I I feel bad taking the side against Flacco, but I he's not a Hall of Famer, like he he feels in the same category.
2: No thanks to Lee Evans, what? No thanks to Lee Evans, no thanks to Lee Evans.
0: Uh, as the other Ring of Honor's guy, I don't, I don't know below, why you're laughing. Step it's below so the Hall of Fame. Favor- no, I, I look. I mean, I have coping mechanisms. You tweet the Dexter photo. I, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, we do okay. different coping mechanisms All for different right. people. I'm i la- <laughs> I'm a laugher. You're a sulker. I'm
2: a sulker in the shower specifically.
0: In the, in the shower specifically. Um. And, and that's, that's your Ravens news. Let's talk – just a little number talk. Just a little number. I do think Hollywood Brown donning the five. I would hope it would be someone with a little bit more credence. I do agree with that. I do mm-hmm. agree with that. I do agree with that in the end. Hollywood Brown going from losing, having the Hollywood, losing the Hollywood, getting the Hollywood back, and then taking Joe Flacco's number would be a hell of a laugh. I game.
2: think he would be just getting a little too far in front of himself there. Maybe one good year, then he gets the five? I think if he scores ten touchdowns this year, I, I will – I will allow him to wear five. It's my decision. It's up wow. to me. Wow! Wow! Yep, it's up to me. Okay. Send that into the EDC. Send that, yep. into, send that into the. I call shot. yep. we'll the shots uh, around here. Shot. We'll put the. We'll put the press okay. release out in the morning. Yeah, I'll write that up right now. Sure. Okay, you Marty.
0: Marty, you let, get you on let it. Let Hollywood's people know. You Get the graphics. Yeah, so, someone to who's who's represents him. Someone get his agent on the line. Someone get his agent on the line. Um, let's talk opening day. Opening day is going to be if you sit up and and listen to this in the morning. You're gonna um, you're gonna be experiencing opening day that day, and we tried to get an idea of the opening day experience. And Black, you kind of led the way on this with our guy Marty, interview-wise.
2: Uh, Marty actually led the way. Marty led the way. Marty but, uh, led the way. You were on it. Me and RDT. I conference. was on it. I was. So I will allow you. My... I
0: will allow you to preview the interview for the listeners here.
2: Sure. No, we had a, a great chat with uh, Tom Leonard. He's the uh, owner, general manager of uh, of one Pickles Pub, a place that we all hold very special to our hearts. Uh, means a lot to just the entire game day experience here in Baltimore. Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, what type of struggles they were up against with, with COVID and everything, a little bit of Jimmy's fun talk. Um, and then just some cool stories about the place. And I mean, I'm was fascinated to learn how long that building's been there and what it's been over the years and, and all those types of things. And, um, he's, he's a bit of a wild card and it's a fun interview. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy. So let's get into the interview with Tom from Pickles.
4: Something magic happens. We're back on the Exit 52 podcast. Uh, This is probably not the voice you're expecting to hear. Um, Most of the time you get opened an interview segment with Taylor Smythe, but your guest MC today is uh, at Marty McFly 34 Um, I'm here uh, with Barstool Banks and a restaurant and bar that, this city is very, very well familiar with. Um, but the man behind the bar, Pickles Pub, Tom Leonard. Uh, hey, Tom, do you want to just give us a, a quick background of, of your relationship with the city, Pickles, and kind of how you got
3: started? Sure. I was waiting for the intro music. What you know, just...
5: wah, 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 you know? <laughs> sort
3: of um, I, well, Pickles is, I worked here back in 93. Was it 93, the strike, the baseball strike? either Uh,
2: 94, I believe. Yeah,
3: it's either 93 or 94. But I I mean, I actually worked here. I was like Jensen for the Miami Dolphins back in the day. You know, I was like, I barbacked. I I worked the door. I bartended. um, And then my partner here, Eric, the majority owner, he was a full-time bartender here as he was going to grad school. And we never, ever thought, or even like contemplated like, hey, let's own this place or let's own a bar together. So it was all a happenstance how that happened. I mean, we married sisters. That that was a bet. So like you know, <laughs> you know that was planned. Um, but Pickles has actually served alcohol and food since 1870. Not as pickles, but it was oh. it was originally a boarding house for um you know as a carriage house and a boarding house. Um, and then in the 1920s, in between the two was a little barber shop, and then it became a gas station, you know, like where our dining room is now. So, I mean, there's a lot of history to it. Babe Ruth and his, uh, his dad, supposedly when Babe Ruth was a little kid, used to come over here and get a sandwich and a pickle before they'd go to the bar that he used to manage, which was by first base at Camden Yards. And quick, you know, useless knowledge the last bar that Babe Ruth's dad owned. And it's like, if you ever see a picture of him be as an adult, Babe Ruth as an adult with his dad behind a bar, that's the goddess. Wow. So only the real ones know that reference. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, um, Vince Poise, the original owner of pickles pub found out Canyon yards was going to be Canyon yards before it was known. Um, I mean, and we have a print in the dining room that's a, a architectural drawing with no city stamps or anything on it. Like, So wow. anytime the stadium authority comes over, they're always like, where'd you get that print? I'm like, came with the building, dude. Came with the building. Um, but that's like the proof of like the illegal knowledge that he knew where it was going to be. And he bought uh, pickles then. At that time, it was called uh, Roosevelt's. Um, and then once the stadium took off, pickles took off. And, you know, it's been a thing ever since. And it's kind of like, you know, Eric and I talk a lot. It's like, am I allowed to swear on this? Are we allowed to swear on podcasts? Sure. All right. I mean, it's kind of like, we don't really have to do much. I mean, we try to always make the food better, but we don't want to lose what we are. I mean, we're pickles, you know, we just don't have to fuck up and and we should be all right. Because like, you know, like pickles was something before us and, you know, hopefully it'll be something after us. So,
4: yeah. And, um, I mean, with opening day right around the corner, that's, I mean, that's, the day everyone thinks pickles like there's there's no other bar in mind um just give us a a little background on kind of opening day and like how many beers you guys crack on an opening day how many people
3: you usually get so the the most cases we ever ran through and i i don't have kegs in it but it was almost 800 um wow. cases uh so i mean that was like that was like You know like trying to put us in line with with this the stadium um but i mean it's monster we're gonna kill this year versus last year but (laughs) versus versus any other year it's gonna be you know uh not great um but you know it is what it is and people are still like getting their comfort level back and you know feeling safe and all that kind of stuff and obviously we don't want to be anyone that's you know tagged as a super spreader or, or anything along those lines um But yeah, I've seen the progression because like back when I worked here, 93, 94, opening day was like, Pickles was like one third the size, same kind of atmosphere, same. But we had the knife shop next to us, which is like our dining room now, which is what used to be the stable of the, you know, the and the carriage lift area. Um, But it was a garage and in a knife sharpening shop. So we used to, Pickles used to rent the knife uh, sharpening shop's garage and they'd have kegs not even a keg truck they'd have kegs in there so it was like you know the bar and then a keger, and there was no like outside permit it's just everyone drank in the street you know it was, it was a lot more like lawlessness and then like over the years it slowly progressed and I think like the whole, whole permits and and closing the street and porta potties and all that I think that happened around uh 97 I want to say it was 90, 97 that's when we uh against the Mariners in the playoffs this Seattle might You're be talking a, little, to a Red Sox fan right right and before your time you know, uh, <laughs> you know yeah young, I was seven the young bastard um but yeah that's that's when the, and it's you know it's progressed ever since when I show people pictures that haven't been here before they're like whoa you know or how do you do that how do you manage that it's always easy to manage busy it's hard yeah I think one of the one of the
4: memories I have, one of my first times, quote unquote, working opening day with you was um, the lines were all blocked off because the mayor or the the governor came. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like the biggest party. I, I remember going up uh, on the roof and getting some good pictures of the crowd. But you guys have a crowd like no other. Uh, on yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like the distributors, beer and liquor, um, they talk and this doesn't have to do with pickles, but they talk about like events and there's certain events. So there's, you know, five events and two of them is the first day of the football season and opening day with those, you know, are like two of the biggest beer and liquor events in the city. So, yeah. Yeah. So and uh, um, it's cool to be the epicenter of one of those,
4: you know? Oh, hundred percent. And I think this, this leads into, uh, obviously the last year hasn't been the easiest um, on any bar or restaurant, um, but I think it's it's an attest to how much people love and how big of a part um, Pickles plays with the city. Um, can you just talk about how the last year has been, and also a little bit about? Um, I think our our listeners are aware that you guys um, were one of the recipients of the famous fund. Check. Wow,
5: wow, wow. So yeah, just a little
4: bit about kind of like what the last year has been as as a staple bar restaurant in the city and then um how the famous fund has kind of helped you guys
3: i always like telling people i was literally you know like when this when it was happening well first off didn't it predict it didn't it pivot well when it happened you know there was so much that we did wrong that i did wrong um you know when i look back in hindsight uh, but I, what I like to tell people is like, you, you know, like for us, for Baltimore City and everything, it was, it was, it was Friday, March 13th, you know, going into the St. Paddy's day weekend and, and like Fed Hill Canton not had permits for that weekend. I had my liquor extension for opening day and my special events permit for opening day in my little satchel. And I had just biked over there picking it up and I was going over to cross street market to grab a, I forgot, what are those rice sushi bowls, whatever? A poke bowl. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Bam. So I was grabbing a poke bowl and then a liquor board calls and then special events calls and they pull my permit back and they're like, yeah, we're canceling all permits. And, and, and I mean, like everything just happened like that. And the funny thing with the liquor board, I'm like, was that your first call? And they're like, well, you're usually pretty nice when we're on the phone, so... We know we're gonna deal with some tough calls, so yeah, wanted to, <laughs> to knock you out first. But yeah, so it was like I picked it up and then they took it away, um, and it's and then like when I was talking to Eric, my partner, we were kind of like, I was like, well, how long do you think it'll last? A couple of weeks, and he's like, nah, dude, this is like all star break probably, and you know we were both way off on that, and we've never and and Marty, you know this because you know I've always asked for your help. Um, we've never like online ordering, like we've used Grubhub and all that kind of stuff, but it was not something we focused on, you know, and in our website, it was like something to have. It wasn't something like, oh, we need to drive people to that. We need to drive people to our social media. Never did that. And we didn't really care about pickup orders because when there's a game day, we're like, we need to focus on here. Yeah, Everybody's here. We need to just bring more people here, get the sales here. That's where our business is at. So when this happened, I mean, like, we were completely set up not not in a good spot. You know what I mean? Like, you look at certain certain places, like, you know, like you said, Jimmy's, we got the famous fund because, you know, a bunch of really great people, wink, wink, and, and employees submitted a video for us. Um, but, like, Jimmy's has been a killer on the delivery side and the online ordering side for over 30 years. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, like, there's a great example of people that were, that are a full service restaurant that do events that do all that stuff that were set up to, you know, just pivot some of their business in a different direction and handle it. Well, we, we were, we did not do that well. And we're still playing catch up. You know, when you're behind on that kind of stuff, it, you know, it's like, because we're getting to where people were that were set up well in March of 2020, we're getting there right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're, we're so far behind and, and it, you know, it made me realize like how big of a thing, you know, social media, online presence, you know, we live off of these things, you know, it's like, you know, that's really been like the biggest foresight as far as surviving and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's been really hard, you know, and like, you know, people know I don't have to say it a bunch like the sacrifices Eric and I have made. But we're also extremely invested in it. You know, we're vested completely in pickles. So it's like, it's like, we're not going to fail. I mean, if we fail, we're going to lose our homes, lose our families, lose, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's where we are with pickles, the two of us. It's kind of like, it, it's like, we're a lot more committed and I'm not, I don't know. I kind of feel like I say that and I might be belittling somebody else that watches, you know, um, we're not trying to belittle other owners, but I mean, we're completely vested in, in Pickle's Pub and being owners of the building and stuff like that. So, like, failure was, like, never an option. And sounds cliche as fuck. Um, but it's, you know, it, it was just, you know, yeah. we would do whatever we have to do. Because like, we also think of it like, well, we own the building. We'll always be landlords. If we sell the business, we're still going to keep the building. You know, it's kind of like, it is our retirement. So what the fuck do we need with an IRA? Let's use that money. You know, it's like, it's kind of like... Yeah. So... Yeah. But it's definitely, it's definitely been a, a eye opener. Um, there's great things we took off the menu. Like one of the main things people keep asking me when are pizzas coming back? When are pizza coming back? know, it's like, you know, just labor it is to make the fucking dough do all this shit and then give, give it to you for 13 bucks and it feeds four people. Fuck that shit's gone, bro. You know, that's not coming back. I've learned, yeah. <laughs> you know, I hate <laughs> saying that, but it's kind of like, until we catch up, there's, it's a labor intensive thing, you know, but when you look at the costs, yeah see, the costs are pretty cheap except for cheese so yeah there's a lot of shit like that and i probably babbled too long on that answer
2: so no. no no we love hearing about all that and and just the way that you're transitioning and doing some new things so so the baseball season is upon us and you talked about how you're playing catch up and you've made some changes what can people expect from pickles versus what they may have seen from before and obviously we know there's occupancy restrictions from the right. city and that's kind of a moving target but um, are there any differences that there there might be not just in the short term but in the long term for pickles?
3: Um, so I mean, outside of the restrictions, we're kind of hoping we can get a better relationship with the city. As far as like right now, if you come outside, the entire street's closed, you know, and we close it from you know like our permits ten to eleven, you know. So you know we close it at ten a.m. and then usually we reopen it as soon as people aren't sitting outside if it gets cold or it rains we just you know open it back up it would be great going forward if that's something we can have all the time without a special events permit i mean because we're, we're really a cut through street we're not a necessary street so even right. if even if the streets closed, anyone can get anywhere with you know the minimal of going one extra block you know um and there's also extra routes around where you could it's the same amount of time and distance um, so as far as a big change, we want that to happen. We're still like going to be extremely focused on trying to create, even though it's just seated service right now, the same atmosphere, the same flow. I mean, it's funny, the last two days I've been putting on 2014 and 2016 playlists. Um, just <laughs> get me back in the winning feel of it, you yeah, know. Channel goodbye, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then and then also on game days to keep the kitchen on point for everybody that is coming in. Um, you know, we will probably pause the Grubhub and the DoorDash, not our online ordering through our website, because obviously that's the most beneficial for us. But like any paid service, we'll probably pause during game rush times. Um, just because I mean like when, when people, I, I think a lot of people don't realize is like, we grind our own burgers, we make our own pretzels. You know, we do a lot of stuff in-house and, and it's like, I never want to change the character of pickles. So I want to make the food as good as I can but it's still going to come to you on a paper plate or in a basket. You know, I just want that to be like that. That's the best crab pretzel you've ever had. And I feel like ours is on a comfort level. ain't not fancy nothing, you know, and I burgers. I mean, like, I, I could name some places that are really famous for their burgers and their bartenders come here for our burgers. And, and you know, I will not want to call anybody out and tell it them how we're yeah. killing the game. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's more of, that kind of focus but i think people don't really realize um we're back there measuring ticket times and we have been since like 2010 on game days you know and and when we're popping it right i mean we're between eight and 12 minutes regardless of table size and and that's pretty insane because when you think about it like like our wings and some of the chicken those are the longest cook items they're they're about 10 minutes just cook time you know So popping it out like at a 12-minute ticket time for that kind of stuff is is just that's on point. That's that's like tickets coming, it's you know dropped and cooked and getting ready. Um, So yes, all that kind of stuff. And you know pickles, we we try to focus on speed, um, and that's my biggest concern going into the season. Is like you know I have a lot of guys that are part time, you know teachers grad students, that kind of stuff that have worked with us before, but they've been off for like a year, you know, and I just want, I just want people like get that speed back on. I want to, I want you to sit down and within a minute you have a drink in front of you. Um, You know, that's the same thing like at the bar. I was always about speed, speed, speed. And I find that, you know, a lot of, when I waited tables and bartended, you know, growing up in this great big world, um, I always felt everything was overstaffed. So I really try to do that supply demand line as best I can you know it's kind of like you know it's and I find it's a tricky fucking thing it's like you know okay how many people do I want behind main bar all right three okay I want four for these two hours only you know I want everybody always running not having the time to have a conversation you know (laughs) so but you know but still everyone getting the service that they you know, expect and deserve. So,
4: yeah, I think um, going back to, to one of the thing, I know you've touched on a lot of different aspects that makes pickles so unique, but um, I think one of the things that I've seen in, in my time um, going and sitting at the bar and helping you out whenever is the amount of away fans and uh, tourists that come to Orioles games that are Red Sox fans, Yankees fans, Rays fans, White Sox fans that come and look forward to Pickles more than going to the actual game sometimes. Um, can you just talk about like some of the, the regulars that you have that are obviously Baltimore natives, but some of the, the got, people you see year after year that are uh, coming in yeah. from out of town? Yeah,
3: and I would say there's a lot of them that I don't know as well as my staff. But I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, like two girls, I can say, and I haven't seen them in like a year and a half, you know, because of this. Um, like Kat and Vicky from Boston you know like they come down all the time for games not not every series but they come down a lot and all they do is talk shit and then all we do is talk shit back but I have bartenders that have gone up to Boston and brought nothing but Orioles clothes and stayed with them you know like slept in their houses gone to the games with them and same thing they just go up there and they talk shit to each other and like you know I I think it's kind of like you know there's a lot of that at Pickles, you know, like the fun banter, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like you come in here and you wear a Yankees Jersey and are like, Hey, can I get a beer? No, fuck you, dude. (laughs) You know? And, but then you come up here, you know, and it's just, they, they, you know what I mean? It's this kind of like, we can be jackasses, but it's like the people before us were jackasses, you know, but we're going to get you service quick. And it, it, you know, they kind of respect it, you know. You have to, you treat your Yankee people different than you treat your Boston people. You know, the fucking bean t- towners are a bunch of assholes and should just go to a fucking packy, anyways.
5: Uh, that for you, Mark?
3: That's for you, um, no. But I mean, it's like, yeah, there's, it's, it's really funny how many times, like, like if my staff travels to another stadium, there's gonna be people that from that place that come back down and like, like, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you? You could have. Did you stay in an hotel? You could have stayed with me. You know that kind of stuff. Um, I went to the last series of of the Yankees old stadium. I went in the stands and it was like, "You're the Pickles dude. You're the Pickles dude." You know. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, jeez." And then I came back, and I wore. I had found like a Pickles green stand shirt, and I wore that not on a game day, just wore it. And one of my bartenders came around the bar and ripped it off my just literally she just ripped it off me and i was like and one she weighed like 100 pounds so i don't know how she got the collar and all that i mean just strong dumb i guess um (laughs) but yeah so there's there's definitely i i think there's a, a much more family sense feel here you know um
2: it definitely feels like it's part of, it's part of the city. It's part of like the fabric of the stadium experience. And I've been to other stadiums where, yeah, there's good places to go get drinks. Um, a lot of them are more upscale or a little
3: more. Um, what you I say, upscale. And it's that hurts, man. Yeah.
2: But I feel like like pickles really just kind of embodies the whole blue collar nature that is this city. And to be able to just be, you know 450 500 feet whatever it might be from home plate and just right. look up at the stadium uh on a summer friday and look up at the stadium and, and have a beer in your hand like it's not much better than that in my opinion not much better so um i think we're very fortunate to have your your establishment here across the street
3: from the city or from the stadium thank you brother that's awesome
2: yeah. I,
3: and i also think too it's like i kind of feel like everyone has their pickles time you know what i mean you know what i mean like if i if i didn't work here I still would have been like, I would have had my pickles time, you know? Like, I mean, I got drunk here, had some silly moments, especially when they were filming Major League Two in Canyon Yards. <laughs> um, I mean, like, you know, the guy that played the catcher, um, cause Randy Quaid would always sit in the back in his leather jacket and be silly. But I used to, I played foosball against, you know, actors and, and filmmakers in here, you know, when I wasn't working here. Um, You know, like you go and with all the technical schools for Maryland right here, all the grad schools, you know, it's like, you know, if I get in trouble and go see a lawyer, they're like, oh, yeah, pickles. Yeah, (laughs) I know pickles. You know, you go for a sonogram because your wife's pregnant, you know, with some other guy's baby. And it's like, oh, yeah, pickles. Yeah. Um, All
4: right. Two quick questions on my end. Most famous person you've had in pickles
3: since you've owned it ah damn god i don't know we've had a bunch of athletes my favorite so i mean and it's not like he's super famous but um we we did some background scenes and i got like a check i used to have it downstairs framed up i think someone stole it for season five of the wire right And one of the things I had was that they gave me was Carchetti for mayor, this little sign. Yeah. And when Governor <clears throat> Ehrlich lost to O'Malley, he used to come in here and we were like, we were, we were extending the dining room. You know, we, we were able to purchase a little more space. So we were doing renovations there and behind that drop cloth, we already had some booths that were kind of done. So O'Malley and his people, his little think tank, would go eat lunch back there. Uh, you know, privacy, no one would see him, all that kind of stuff. And so, I, you know, it was like probably like the fourth time and I was finally like got up to Courage. I'm like, oh, I got to do this. You remember he was the security guard? I don't know if you guys know this. I mean, I was a big Wire fan. So he was yeah. the security guard when carchetti had to go to the Annapolis to ask for money from the state. And Governor Ehrlich was the security guard at the, at the uh, state house. So I go over to him and I'm like, you know, uh, Governor Ehrlich, man, I just, man, could you sign this? And it's my Carcetti for mayor. And, <laughs> right, you know, and basically like, you know, Carcetti's kind of portrayed as O'Malley and stuff like that. So he signs it. What a candidate. And they signed it. Governor- <laughs> so That's my favorite moment. If you yeah, ask awesome. like Mandy, it was the, you know, the shaved head guy from uh, House of Cards. Yeah. Um, um, you know, the Nats, um, Rizzo, and uh, shoot, I just brain freeze. What's the manager's name for the Nats? The current manager? Yeah. Holy shit. Why, Why am, am I, I blanking dude? on it? We're <laughs> all, we're all, dude. I told you we shouldn't get high before we got on this call, guys. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, Martinez, right? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. David, David Martinez.
2: Woo! Oh lordy, uh, they've rolled through so many of them that they all kind of blend together.
3: Yeah. So, so Martinez was... and Rizzo, Rizzo, um, they sneak up here, you know, with their their friends up to Baltimore, not just Pickles, um, <laughs> but they they, you know, like I'll go in the dining room, and I'm like holy shit, you know. Other than that, you know, like, congrats on the series. um so we see those a lot. Obviously, we see O's and and you know once in a blue moon Ravens. They more hit. I feel like you know Canton any anything you can pop off up towards White Marsh, yeah, um, where most of them reside. But uh, yeah, I think I'm trying to think. I mean, we've had some people. I'm gonna get off this call and I'll be like, oh, dude, I should have said you know like a million. <laughs> I mean, those ones.
4: are some pretty good ones.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, but hey, uh, during the Grand Prix, I walked. And I just forgot her name because she was dating or married to one of – uh really hot. Um, she has a sister, too, and a mom. there are country singers. She's an actress. Fuck, I forgot what her name was. God damn it. I blame you, Marty. Yeah, this
2: Act- is a- – <laughs> Actress, country singer with a
3: sister? No, no, no. Her sister is, like, thicker than she is. And Ashley she a- Judd. Thank you. <laughs> um, so during the Grand Prix, you know, we, we had an entrance over here. And she got dropped off by, like, an Uber XL right in front of the Hampton Inn. But she was staying at the Marriott. Her husband or boyfriend whatever was driving. And, like, you know, I had passes because we were doing stuff with the Grand Prix and stuff. And they weren't letting her in. And she was just confused. And, like, one of my securities guys like, dude, dude, that's Ashley Judd. Dude, that's Ashley Judd. So I walked her to her hotel. So, wow. Yeah. So that was a moment. I'm,
4: I'm not going to uh, probably get – Applauded that I knew Ashley Judd over davy Martinez,
3: but <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure there was a moment at least for me. I don't know about for her, but I'm yeah, there's a moment. <laughs> you know, there's something. Did you have All a
2: follow right. up question
3: there, Marty? No, he was just trying oh, to. Fuck yeah, well, I got it. is, a, is a I question. got one. Um. Go for it.
2: One of my buddies has has started this whole thing, and I've kind of adopted it, where uh, we stand outside, and I don't know if we'll be able to do this right away, but stand outside on the sidewalk or out front of Pickles on game days, and every time you drink a beer, you just smash the can on the ground, and you try to smash it so that it's perfectly circular, so it's not all jagged on the sides or whatever. I know what you're saying. You pretty much just have a contest with your boys trying to figure out who can smash the best can and then you know, once you're out there, you start to accumulate a whole pile at your feet. Um, are there any issues you have with that? Or like, hey, am I free to, to I mean, is, foot- there, is there a limit to how many cans Brian, I can smash or Brian, are you can foot- I just
3: have at it? Are you foot smashing? I'm foot smashing. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Dude,
2: I'm gonna smash I'm <laughs> gonna smash so many fucking cans in, in uh, on your street this summer. I can promise you that.
3: We we so- have we I know, and the cool thing about the pandemic is like it is so acceptable to be canned now. You know, there's a big time where where it was bottle. Like you know, people did not want to drink out of a can because there's certain people that don't like draft. You know, there's beer people that like it needs to be a bottle. I think everyone's realized like the closest taste to a, a fresh keg is the aluminum can because it's lined, it's virgin aluminum. it's vacuum sealed you know um but yeah i I, am super thankful for the fact that everybody's cool with cans now you know because that that used to when we had because you know we couldn't have glass outside anytime we're outside so that was always a thing and we have uh semi-homeless guys i I don't know if that's the right word that uh (laughs) they they do our recycling so there's not a piece of aluminum that does not get (laughs) recycled dude it's like it's you'll see them in the alley and it's just like grocery carts full we and you know we're good guys, so we give them a couple of trash bags to put the cans in. They don't have to pay for the trash bags. Beautiful. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Right, right. You're talking about the famous.
2: Um, Think about that. Yeah, That's yeah. Trash bags. So, so yeah, I'm pretty much inviting everybody listening to this podcast. You and your boys go out there, form a circle, and just start smashing some cans. See how many you can pile up, and uh, we'll create some uh, we'll create some work for those guys. There
3: you go. There you go. We'll do a smashing <laughs> can circle well um <laughs> i
4: think we could sit here and talk to tom all day and i think we can leave you with uh maybe just a cliffhanger and uh tom probably has plenty more stories that if you want to go here you can go to pickles and ask for him and he'll come out uh talk some shit to you about whatever you're wearing or whatever team you're supporting whatever you're ordering um don't be karen <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah definitely go out support pickles this oriole season um i think we're gonna start to get back to normal sooner than later so pickles will start growing that crowd again um definitely go out order a mcfly bomb if you don't know what it is don't ask just order one and you'll you'll love it uh i think it's trademarked I'm not sure but I'm i think sure it might trademarked. be trademarked yeah um yeah. but yeah it's go it's out won so awards, a, awards. a lot of accolades. on social media at pickles pub, <laughs> be more on twitter at pickles pub on instagram um, thanks Tom for, for jumping on and, uh, uh, we'll see you out at, uh, at
3: pickles this season. Yeah. And I got, I got <laughs> OD shirts for both you guys too. When you come down. Awesome.
2: Sweet. Smash
3: cans. <laughs>
2: we might have to get smashing cans gear. We might have to. Oh, dude,
3: I, I'm, I'm down. I will. Brian, when you show up, just grab me and I will smash the can with you. All yeah. right.
2: That sounds awesome. <laughs> Tom,
4: I'm going to see you at, uh, Eight in the morning, nine in the morning on opening day. How early can I get there?
3: You can get there. I mean, uh, main bar will be there at seven. So you can Okay,
4: let's do seven. Everyone come come to Pickles, seven A. M. get some breakfast.
3: Wow, wow, wow. Back to you in the studio. Trust.
4: Back here on the Exit fifty two podcast
0: presented by Jimmy Seafood. Once again, thanks for Tom for coming on the show. Pickles Pub, as you said, tremendous place to go. Everyone knows it, I think, if you're an Orioles fan. And really sets the stage. For opening day also shout out to marty for jumping on and, and sort of leading the way on that one marty is the is the, really the at one point was the mayor of pickles when he lived over there i mean the guy was there absolutely all the time i don't think you you know let help them out with some stuff so
2: yeah we're a fly bomb time. for sure yes and then yes yeah and we got the green light on can't stop and not that the light light wasn't green already but um i'm thinking we make that a thing like Beyond just me and my buddies just smashing cans out there. Oh, yeah. I want I want to see everybody in Baltimore this summer. When we were allowed like, to really roll deep into pickles, I want to see people smashing cans every every chance they get out there. Just start piling up cans at their feet. And uh, I mean, I want people sending me their perfect cans, perfectly smashed. So one of these days I'm going to get out there, I'm going to smash some cans and, and show you guys what a good can looks like when it's smashed there on the, the beautiful Baltimore pavement.
0: Yeah, I like that. Let's get that going over the summer as people head back to Camden Yards. You go smash a can, send it into the show, and we'll we'll grade the best can smashes. I think that's I think that's a that's Absolutely. a good way to go as we as we head towards baseball season. All right, let's get through some things here. We've got starting five, then we'll head to uh, Merrill Man of the Week, Person of the Week, Thing of the Week, and then we'll uh, do a little go off and uh, to end the show. Starting five this week, RDT, this is a tremendous idea by you, so I want to give you full credit here. We obviously Thank have you. the Masters Thank preview. Make sure you go listen to that. As we said at the top of the show, Bryson DeChambeau, no big deal. Only a, you know one of the best golfers in the world jumping on the show. We are going to build our Augusta National Champions Dinner Meal. Now, for those not familiar, each year prior to the start of the tournament, the champion from the previous year picks the course uh, courses for – the dinner that all the champions go to. And they showed you the sign. On You look at the Augusta Media Social Media, champions only. That's the only people that attend this dinner. So we are going to draft an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, a side, and a drink. That's the starting five. No particular order. you got to fill those five categories in this draft to build something that, would be just amazing to have. To be able to host your own Masters Champions Dinner would be spectacular. In terms of draft order, Banks, you have the number one pick. RDT, you have the second pick. I have the double pick. So, Banks, you are the golf guy. You are the barstool golf blogger. You just put out about 8 million words this week about the Masters. On the aforementioned barstoolsports.com, so it really only makes sense that you have the number one
2: pick in this draft. Fire away. I think I got to throw a fastball here. I think I don't need to get cute. I think I got to take the entree first. I got to take the I'm a, specifically. I'm going to go with a New York strip steak. Um, it's a people pleaser. Everybody loves it. Um, can I go? Can I go surf and turf though? Like, can I? Can I? Double dip on that. I mean, that's I think the that's entree. An, then that's I'm an doing entree. That's an entree. You you buy. We're so gonna it throw a crab surfed. cake on that bitch. Okay. Boom. There you have it. It's gonna be a New York Strip, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a crab cake courtesy of Jimmy Seafood. Little plug there. Nice. That was easy layup. Um, and that's I mean, everybody loves it. No one's turning their nose up at it. It's a little bit of a chalky pick, but I don't think that anything else can go one one here. And I think that that kind of puts you guys. And a little bit of a bind of sorts, or at least gets you guys kind of, kind of thinking outside the box as to what what your entree might be.
1: Sure, I like that pick. Yeah, I mean it's it's a safe pick. I, I think it's I think it was the right pick. Like like we've talked about in the last couple of drafts, I think that had to be the main pick, the one one. I didn't even put it on my draft board because I figured I wasn't getting it. Um, I will also go entree with mine, mm. and I'm going to. It's not going to be your traditional master's club dinner it's not going to be your traditional you know it, it's going to be what i want it's going to be i'm the winner i'm picking whatever we're, we're just doing a nice smoked beef brisket mm. just, just we're going to go a little little barbecue gonna do some some smoking
2: some burn ends
1: yeah maybe so you know early morning late night put it in checking the temp you're cooking this beef huh brisket. No,
0: I won't. Someone else's. Someone else's. You're just you're just heading back to the kitchen to check on it. Yeah, bit. for sure. All right. I, I'm 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 not. I'm just gonna just absolutely shoot from the hip here. I I I have no qualms about how this is gonna look to the to the people at Augusta National. We're gonna do what we wanna do. I think uh, I know
2: where you might be going here.
0: Here we go. I'm not. I'm gonna start with my drink and then my. And then my uh, appetizer. The drink is going to be Arnold Palmer's. We are drinking Arnold Palmer's and okay. spiked Arnold Palmer's. So the people that want to get a little litty all night, freaking long, at this thing. Obviously, Arnie, a multiple-time Masters champion, fits into the golf theme, and that stuff is so good. We are going to be rolling in Arnie Palmies. Had to get that. Just feels right. One of my favorite. Honestly, might be my favorite drink. Um, and just feels right at a golf event. I mean, we're just going to be sipping those. Whew. All night long. Then, I'm going appetizer. We're going with what I took with the first pick, I think, in, in the freaking uh, yeah, Super Bowl draft. Buff chicken dip. Come oh. to the team, baby. We're eating buffalo chicken dip all night. Classy. I'm sure Augusta will figure out a way to class that up. We'll put it on probably really nice bread or something. But buffalo chicken dip and our Arnie Palms, we are rolling right now. This is... This is gonna be. They're gonna be like, what? You know, Banks has got his strip steak and his crab cake. That's great. You know, fifty bones for that for a nice meal. But buffalo chicken dip is just money time. Money that's, is not an item in this. That's a you people know that. pleaser. I know it's not, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing a little, you know, doing a little class warfare action. Buffalo chicken <laughs> dip comes onto the team at number
1: four. Bam. Is there an official name for like the Arnold Palmer with like vodka in it or something? It's
2: a John Daly like a thing.
1: It's called John John Daly. John Daly. John Daly. That's right. I knew that. But out Uh, of respect for the Masters
2: winner, so he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Correct. Out of
1: of respect. Out of respect for Mr. Palmer. I I stood in Arnold Palmer's driveway. And, you know, I've been there. Literally, I've been there. Much (laughs) respect to Mr. Palmer. Um, All right, Pete. My my second pick, I'm going to go with my side. And, again, I mean, this is is a 1-1 of sides probably. I know we talked about it in the uh, Thanksgiving one. Give me the mashed potatoes. Give me, we're going to keep it nice and casual. Yep. Mashed potatoes. That's it, man. brisket, and mashed
2: potatoes is, yeah, I mean, it's hand in hand. I mean, that's just a perfect example of how the snake draft should work. I shouldn't be able to just get the steak and the mashed potatoes that easily. No, no. That's none. just, you got to respect the game there. I mean, I was licking my chops at maybe the idea you might, you know, go out of your lane there a little bit and, and pass on the mashed potatoes. No. um so you put me in a little bit of a spot here where i gotta think about do you have more on mashed potatoes by the way i mean it's a it's a phenomenal pick
1: they're just they're just so good um
2: yeah. i, I would have thrown more the like, word garlic on there just to yeah yeah i
1: mean garlic you them, could do you loaded maybe a loaded bar you know yeah, maybe
2: even a loaded big big potato situation
1: maybe maybe yeah, I, I it's a little different I day, turn one that, down
2: that you know maybe i've been
1: a, to i've, I've been to weddings with me. the uh the mashed potato bar that like mashed
2: potato bar or baked potato yeah, bar? No, mashed potato bar. I've seen a baked potato bar that's phenomenal. Why well, both? Yeah. I mean, either way, you're a winner.
1: I'm actually now I'm craving like a KFC, like debate. <laughs> going on at eleven forty-five whatever. Yeah,
4: thinking about it. Hmm.
2: All right, so let me think here for my second pick. I am also going to go appetizer. Um, like Taylor did, and um, I'm gonna do the right thing here, and I'm gonna do, go with pigs in a blanket, and I am going to ensure that they are real freaking pigs in a blanket, and not nah, this Bryson's were f- or uh, excuse me Dustin's were fire. Smoked kielbasa so and puff pastry, like looked come tremendous. on man, like that if you're gonna tremendous. put, all I'm saying is if you're going to to get smoked kielbasa and puff pastry, that's what you should put on the menu. Don't say pigs in a blanket for the clout so everybody says oh look at dustin johnson you're a common man you're every man you like your pigs in a blanket no he come on it, you look at this and it looks delicious i would love to eat some smoked kielbasa and puff pastry i'm sure it was a phenomenal appetizer but it's just false advertising i'm a huge and and taylor can attest to this i brought this to uh yeah, friendsgiving to, yes to friendsgivings yes. before pigs in a, well, blanket. Get a giant thing get of ketchup the people just for me. going it gets the people going. And you get a nice gourmet mustard, something like a Chick-fil-A type sauce, and it gets it, – it's a, a, spi- a spicy mustard, perhaps, potentially? Yeah, to, you, to you, you can get a, of a mixture of sure, mustards right? out there. Sure, and, lots and, of and, mustards. Yeah. We've talked
0: about this before, I believe.
2: Yeah. It's 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 a can't-miss item. So true pigs in a blanket is the pick. And if we were doing a graphic, I'm throwing true on there. True pigs in a blanket. Uh, for my next pick – um hmm i am gonna go with a side and this is me just loading up on my type of things yeah I'm, this i feel and this like is really going do you i i, I can't i can't tell you to guess this. it's mac and cheese it has to be mac it's my side i, I, almost, typed, I almost typed gourmet mac that. and cheese yep um it's 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 maybe my favorite food. Some people say I'm the biggest mac and cheese guy in Federal Hill. Um Do you or your roommate? It's it's me. Um <laughs> so I mean who doesn't like mac and cheese? And it you know, mashed potatoes with with the steak is probably the better pairing, but it's off the board, and so I'm gonna do the next best thing um and get mac and cheese. I don't
0: hate I don't that hate pick. It rdt
1: all righty and banks you kind of stole my thunder here i when i thought of this i thought i was like i was like oh this is such a good idea my appetizer we're going crab cake egg rolls from jimmy's
5: <laughs>
1: i was like there's no way anyone else is gonna think of getting something from jimmy's um, yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna do the uh the crab cake plug game huh yeah, and but it's not. I mean, and they don't really pair with the crab cake, egg rolls, and the brisket. That you know what? Actually, ooh, actually, it's a good like actually, change of pace. And you know, you know what I'm thinking of now, Brian. Oh, I know what you're thinking about. Yeah, we're, Ooh, man. I could have done
2: no free ads. No, no. But
1: I, I don't <laughs> even know if they're around. The one, the ones near me closed. But yeah, um, it rhymes with a uh, uh, mole roll. <laughs> All of that. Sure. Um that Taylor's so confused right now. Yeah. Um, no crab cake, egg rolls from Jimmy's. That's my appetizer.
0: Okay. Um, man, uh, yeah, I, I, we didn't prepare a ton for this, so I'm just gonna roll with the ones I'm I have written down, uh, instead of trying to overthink it. Uh, for my entree, uh, we're doing very, is this is a sandwich you can class up. We're doing Cubans. We are doing oh. Cubanos. Cubanos for the people, which is a. It, Cubans can be done incredibly poorly if they are done in a way that cheats the true essence of the sandwich. And done well, they are a delicious, delicious dish. So we're going to do Cuban. Considered Reuben, but we're going Cuban for this one. Uh, I'm talking about spicy mustards. Certainly involved, potentially here. Uh, that is going to be the entree. And then uh, for uh, dessert, uh, I'm going bread pudding. I <laughs> love bread pudding. And uh, I thought of a bunch of different desserts, and I just continue to go back to how much bread pudding I ate over uh, the Christmas holiday. And I just keep thinking about wanting to eat more of it when the uh, holidays come back around. and So it continues to have a prominent feature when I talk about desserts. So I'm thinking bread
2: pudding. There's something to be said about bread pudding and the way it reads on a menu it just looks better on a menu like it, when you see that bread pudding on there yep, it just yeah. it's very i don't know dignified whatever you want to call it and i and just picturing that on a master's menu you know the nice stationery that they got with the letterhead at the top and you got bread pudding there right there in that fourth or last slot there for dessert it just lo- it just seems to fit it, it belongs say, on that it page fits. yeah
0: i think that cubano's can too if written correctly, the one that's going to struggle for me on the menu is Buffalo chicken dip. It's going to look absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah. But, you know, it's Buffalo chicken dip. so You know what you're getting with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, and it, we'll, we'll analyze this at the end because there is something to how that does look on that master's menu. God, that master's menu. Everything about the master's, just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleven. Uh, we, RDT, we're back to you. I'm going Dessert.
1: I'm doing a huge, double, triple, quadruple, whatever you want to call it, chocolate fudge brownie. Mm, I'm talking mm-hmm, the one with mm-hmm. like like a Chick Fil A has them, mm-hmm. but like the so like the bottom half is like soft and dark. Are you warming it up? No, 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 no. I, uh, I would okay. prefer
0: them cold. I would actually you, prefer them there's cold. There's no ice cream involved. Uh,
1: if you want, i I'm,
0: I'm okay, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling not you what to no. do. I'm just thinking about the different options involved with this. We could, I mean, we could do that if you want ice cream. We'll bring ice cream. I mean, how
2: do you not do ice cream? I think, you have to. I think you have to, if if a warm brownie with vanilla ice cream on top. Oh my God. That's what,
0: and that's what I thought you were taking. I'm stunned. It's cold because the, the big chocolate brownie with the vanilla ice cream on the top Mm -hmm. is tremendous or, and not to give any free ads. I don't even know if these exist anymore, quite frankly, (laughs) but Bill Bateman's had those like (laughs) skillet cookies with the the vanilla ice cream on top. I almost took that. Uno's had that too. I almost took that.
2: Hey, they were great. I thought you may have gone another direction with that, and I realized that no, you weren't in on this little inside joke. But Applebee's in College Park has two dollar fudge brownie ice cream, like on a secret menu. And we went in there one time and ordered one of those for two dollars with every single drink we got. And I ended up being like four or five fucking <laughs> ice cream brownie little. They bring it's a little triangle, it's a little sliver with a scoop of ice cream on top. And I've never been, felt fatter in my life than after that meal.
1: It's I mean it sounds delicious. I I mean if I can I'll do ice cream. Yeah, ice cream is is more than welcome to come. Um,
0: that's that's more the or ice. less
2: what uh what Bryson picked.
0: Bill Bateman shifted right, yeah. from restaurant distribution, or switched it from restaurants to grocery store distribution. The one oh, in Towson, RIP. God.
1: I watched uh, I watched Tim Tebow win a playoff
0: game. Oh then. my god.
2: <laughs> That is shocking. Shout out yeah. to Troy Polamalu. This is, the Bal- this, play, is more, the this is
0: more of the Baltimore news we need to talk about. That's stunning. <laughs> that is absolutely stunning. I don't know if I, I – I realized that they were sort of fading away, but I didn't think they were all gone. Those the next week when we discuss your, your
1: other random. local uh, restaurants going out of business.
0: <laughs> yeah. It could be uh... a <laughs> – <laughs> Not necessarily going places, but like switching into different things. I think that just happens. What sometimes. did what did,
1: uh, what did they? Who is the the media company pivot, pivoting pivoting to video? When that Fox News? Oh, it like, Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah pivoted to video. Yeah.
0: Bill Bateman's doing the full pivot to restaurant or excuse me, <laughs> store distribution. My goodness! Wow. Well.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, fudge me up, baby. Chocolate, double, tr- triple chocolate fudge brownie. Whatever
2: you want to call All it. Right. With ice okay. cream. Okay. A lot of brownies, a lot of ice cream. Um, Banks I. Even. Are you guys ready for this for my, yeah. for my fourth pick? Yeah. I am going to take. Oh, French vanilla, rocket road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. I'm taking a whole goddamn Sunday bar. I'm doing a Sunday bar, soup, the nuts, whole thing, I'm taking <laughs> it all. Nuts. Everybody can get what they want. All the flavors, all the toppings. It's going to be a smorgasbord taking a Sunday bar.
0: That's a that's Silence a that's a good pick. No, it's a to. good no, you pick. Got a good to. pick. Yeah, I, got I, I again. I was expecting you to sing that song at some point in this draft, and I'm glad that we got there. Okay. You so also you have the next pick. Out. I think that's part of the reason why they were silenced as well.
1: Did you see our buddy, well, a guy that a Twitter friend, Pete Blackburn, who I think looks like Taylor, got they <laughs> sent him a an ice cream scoop with the scoop there it is. Like one of those promotional Oh my fast
2: god! Gets, you need that back. It was actually wow. like what the hell, man? Where's I got. I'll
1: say uh, yeah. I'll I'll send that
0: to you. Oof, that's a tough scene.
2: All right. Um, well, that's mm, kind of killed my spirit a little bit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a 30 year old man whose entire brand is now a Geico commercial. Um, anyways,
0: that's one way to celebrate 30. <laughs> um,
2: i for for my beverage i'm gonna have to uh I, i'm building i'm building a meal here i'm really trying to build out a well-rounded situation and so i'm gonna take a nice red malbec for wow wine i to did pair not expect steak.
0: you to pick wine
2: i i i think you know what i would have wanted to take otherwise it just doesn't fit with the meal and as a yes. man of great culture and dignity and a man who respects Augusta National, I will not make a show of my meal. I am by putting strawberry daiquiris on the stunned table.
0: by this pick. <laughs> this is the most stunning pick of the draft.
2: The post game is strawberry daiquiri city for your boy.
0: I cannot believe you didn't put strawberry
2: <laughs> daiquiris on this menu.
0: That is just – I thought you yep. were going to clearly sell out. There's anyway. a lot of time for strawberry daiquiris. Wow. So this is not That it. is the upset. That might be the upset of the entire draft. I, I don't I know heard that people GM... know
2: how big of a daiquiri guy I am. Yeah, you're That's the the almost biggest, like...
0: If you follow you on Twitter, though, you the biggest – you're the DAC guy. You're year the I, DAC guy. Here and, here and there, you're there,
2: I don't really
0: – more Snapchat like thing. No, it's, it is more. Yeah, it's more of the boys on Snap. Guy. The boy, the boys and the the boys and the girls on
1: Snapchat that you have. Correct. I heard that the GM of, of Ryan's teams has stormed out of
0: the what the, the, the war room. I mean, they're the, the owner internal no There's, the owner yeah. is no the, the owner is the Strawberry Factory guy. I think the GM is going to get <laughs> absolutely canned by the end of this draft because the, the, the ownership the draft can't day? be happy. What's the draft day? No, this is this
2: is Jerry Jones being told he can't draft Johnny Manziel.
1: This is Dan Snyder drafting a red malback because his son went to high school with it.
2: <laughs> RDT. You can't look at my meal and say it's not a well-rounded meal. No, finish that's a it,
0: professional meal. Finish it off for your for your for your uh, meal here. Oh man. Um, it's gonna be my drink.
1: I have a drink written down, and again, I think it's just gonna be a nice casual laid back. We're doing brisket. We got mashed potatoes. We got big old brownies with scoops of ice cream on it and crab cake, egg rolls. And I think we're going to bring it all home with a little Maryland. You're going to pay a little homage to Maryland and do some... We're going to do a botini. We're going to do the old bay <laughs> on the rim. Again, we're going to keep it nice and casual. A botini! And you know what? I'll tell you what. It was either that or it was going to be... We were bringing in fountains from McDonald's and we were getting uh, McDonald's Cokes. That's not. A, I mean,
2: that oh, I would have I love loved that. that pick. No, they I would have... actually love that because Coke and Augusta National are actually like huge, like partners. Coke
0: and Atlanta brand. So
1: yeah, it's not, it's not just yeah, that. It like, played. It would have played. Well, I made like, my decision.
2: Still, here comes in. the
0: Botini draft card is in.
2: I'm just imagining the a can of Natty Bow on a table with Old Bay just all over the all table, over, all over it, and that's just. Man, that's just not that's not Augusta National. I'll tell you that much. For my Masters meal, it is. It's your Masters meal, so you want it.
0: the 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 McDonald the McDonald's Coke is just so
1: so so good.
2: Yeah, it wasn't his pick though.
1: No, it wasn't. Uh. But hey, hey, don't let me win
0: again. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me get hot. Oh my God. I also thought, you, I, oh man, the I did just did not expect the Botini. I just did not yeah. expect. It. Um, I've gone a couple different ways with this since I had this, you know, I I have to pick a side here to finish it off. Um, I've got my Arnold Palmer. I've got my Buffalo chicken dip. Um, I've got my bread pudding and I've got my Cubanos and I, I have to say, I, I consider taking curly fries in this spot because I love curly fries but I don't think the curly fries pair well with the Cuban sandwich. I think that the Cuban sandwich needs a chip. The Cuban sandwich needs to be needs to be um, needs to be consumed with a chip. And so I am going to take the um, oh my god, there's so many chips that are on my mind. There's three chips that are that that want it, but I'm taking I'm taking the Utz Carolina barbecue with the mm. bag. I'm taking those. It's they're such money a good chip. They're t- money time chips. They don't get talked about enough. And they're joining my team. But apologies to to Cape Cod Kettle Cooked chips and apologies Ooh. to Crab Chips
2: because they're both considered. But it's it's a phenomenal pick if you're you know, if this was a Masters Lunch draft. But the thing is, is I'm
0: the winner, so I can do whatever I want. That's fair. So that's the beauty of this. Yeah, the beauty mm-hmm. of it. Um, and and I prepared in 35 seconds. So that is that is my uh, draft. That would be, by the way, that's a meal I would just eat maybe for the rest of my life. Let's run it down. Surf and turf. I put surf. I put surf and turge. Shout out to Mark Turgeon. Try to so- do it in order if you can. Uh, I'm gonna do it in order. Do you want me to do? You want me to run down the teams, or do the order of the draft? Run
2: down each person's draft in order of how dude oh, comes out. It would you know? be
0: my absolute pleasure to do that. Black, that's a tremendous point. <laughs> so, if we're dining for Mister Brian Black after a Masters Championship, a can spe- you announce it like they do,
1: like when you they step up to the first tee? Four, plays. Four, please.
0: <laughs> Brian Black now dining. <laughs> P- <laughs> <laughs> Pigs in a blanket. New York strip steak and crab cake. Some would I didn't call think it it would a, really do it. No would call it a surf and turf. This is I don't know what this is turning into. You this remind, you're, it's like you're the um, Dwight introducing that to dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> Hello friends, Jim Nance live from Augusta National as we go through the Champions dinner for Mr. Brian Black. Starting it off will be pigs in a blanket and not the good kind. <laughs> or the good kind, as some would say. Next will come out will be the side with the entree. The entree will be a surf and turf featuring New York strip steak and a Jimmy seafood crab cake with the gourmet, and I repeat gourmet, mac and cheese. That will be followed up by a dessert, um, which I'm looking for, which will be a sundae bar featuring French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate peanut butter, cookie dough. They will be dining all of that with the red Malbec, which will go tremendous with that strip steak and that crab cake. A fantastic meal for master's champion, Brian Black. Now let's move faster. Champion Eric R D T. He will start it off. As I always have to like look and see which everything is here. He he will start it off with Jimmy Seafood Crab Cake Egg Rolls, a tremendous delicacy from the sponsor of the X Fifty Two Podcast. Mention again the sponsor of the X Fifty Two Podcast. The entree is smoked beef brisket, just to slow it down here in Augusta, Georgia, with tremendous-sounding mashed potatoes, just like Mama used to make. Those will be served with a drink, the botini. Not really sure what that is. Nick, Sir Nick, do you know what the botini is? Doesn't sound like he does. And the dessert will be a huge, and I repeat, huge, huge, huge chocolate chip brownie served cold. What a psychopath. (laughs) Next, it will be the dinner served for Mr. Taylor Smythe, the champion of the Masters. He will start it off with a tailgate favorite, buffalo chicken dip. We'll normally see that before the 1 o'clock game on CBS, not at the Masters Champion Dinner. Next, he will have a Cuban sandwich, also known as the Cubano, which will be served with Utz Carolina Star Barbecue. No free ads, but for this, we have to do it. Those are some tremendous chips, sir, Nick. He's going to be washing all that down with spiked and regular Arnold Palmers, just in case you want to you know, stay non-alcoholic, but if you want to get after it, you can start pounding Mr. Palmer's drink, his drink of choice, the half and half, iced tea and lemonade. And then at the end of the dinner it will be the dessert, bread pudding, which looks tremendous on the master's menu, as Mr. Black pointed out. And those are your that this this like devolved from like Jim Nance into some like weird, like rhythmic talking. I don't know what the hell that is. Those are your masters starting five dinners. We'll be back after these messages from ExxonMobil, Mercedes Benz, and IBM. It's the Masters (laughs) on CBS. Uh, That's a little inside for people that like the Masters coverage. (laughs) That is your starting five draft. And uh, boys, two meals. I would love to eat both your meals. I've never had a Botini but other than You've never
2: that, that? you No, never had, like, i've not. Like, no. with
0: obeying it it's no. surprisingly
2: no i've never like pears. Oh, yeah
0: it's good yeah no i've never had it i, I it is maybe tomorrow maybe i'll find
2: one tomorrow
1: i was gonna say you know where you can um, get
0: one pickles pickles should
2: we just oh, run the interview back
0: should we run it back <laughs> <do> it <laughs> yeah put yeah put it in again yeah put it again shout out to pickles shout out to jimmy seafit Um, that is your starting five draft. Let's do a Maryland uh, person of the week, Nick Kinder Medley, Maryland person of the week. And I'm going to start with RDT.
1: So mine is, I got to find this guy's name. I got to get it right. Evan Manny Vong. Sure. University of Illinois gymnast. Mm. Did you see this clip? Mm -hmm. It was one of the funniest clips that I've ever seen. And I'm surprised it. it, it didn't get more like love. So, so he steps up, he's on the gymnastics team, steps up to do his run, his, his, I don't know, what's it called? Taylor, you got something for me? His. um, He was doing a vault. He
0: was doing a vault. So, he, so he's yeah, running down the vault runway. If you were going to, to the, uh, to the. I didn't force. know if it
1: was called like something like he was, I, I knew it was the vault, but so, so he's running, <laughs> he does it, runs up, sticks the landing. Yeah. Tremendous got, like, vault. A, he got like a fourteen point seven two oh, I think they said. Um, whips out his vaccination card just right out of the front <laughs> of his leotard and just is <laughs> tremendous, parading awesome. this thing around. Absolutely I awesome, loved video. it. I w- I must have watched that video fifteen times, and I cracked up every single time. He I thought sure that to was to secure it. Oh yeah, he's
2: doing his like, you got to like turn to each side of the arena, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then he whips it out. So good. I thought it was awesome. I'm so I'm amazed that
1: it wasn't more. Our Olivia, my buddy Olivia from the Athletic, tweeted it out. It got like fifty five thousand likes.
0: It's a
2: tri- it's an incredible. Well, yeah, I I'll thought give it was, you one guess as to which account I found this on quickest. Lead to report. Incorrect, Taylor. ESPN. Oh come on! If it's but viral, who's who's on Barstool Sports? Next Chapman.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: Did Rex just say like vaccine man?
2: Gross. Good old Rex.
1: Yeah, no, but I I thought that video was just so goddamn funny. I couldn't stop laughing at
0: it. And as a new second shot vaccine man yourself, you appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shout I, I you. know what he's going? You I said now you, like I'm gonna I'm just gonna whip mine out like anywhere, everywhere. I whip
5: my card back and forth. I whip pretty my much card
1: like uh, I'll find a way to put it into my everyday life. <laughs>
2: Banksy my Maryland man of the week is going to be under armor as a whole mm. trying to put a little Maryland spin onto this Jordan Spieth went in, getting back in the winner's circle at the Valero Texas open on Easter Sunday he is risen he's back going into the biggest week of his uh you know of the calendar a place he thrives he's electric in every single way he went out and won it on Sunday he didn't just like try to stumble into the clubhouse and, and try to hold on to a win for dear life. He really went out and, and, and attacked the golf course and won. So Jordan Spieth is my pick. I am also going to give a Maryland spin to this. I was going to go through,
0: you know, my, just a self-serving spiel about a few people. I'll do that in the honorable mentions. Um, That probably none of our listeners care about. I'm going to give it to Jared Bernhardt of Maryland Men's Lacrosse, who just broke the Maryland all-time goal-scoring record. That is an incredibly significant record. I mean, the amount of great lacrosse players that have played at the University of Maryland over, you know, four years is, you know, a who's who if you're in that world. And for Jared, both of his brothers played at Maryland. One's an assistant coach right now. Jesse, one plays in the PL, Jake Bernhardt. Jared is an incredible player. He's a man on a mission right now, scored five goals in the game and a Terps destroyed Penn State. They're destroying everyone right now. But, a, a, you know, just an amazing job by him. Matt Rambo held the record before, just led Maryland to a national title a few years ago, and has been amazing professionally so far. So shout-out to Jared, who by all accounts is also uh, a really good kid. Terps are 7-0 and and look prime to potentially win the national championship this season. They are killing everybody. So shout-out to Jared. Really cool award for him. And try to try to get as much lacrosse on this show as possible. So any honorable mentions?
2: I'm gonna give an honorable mention to uh my Houston Astros for their hot five and one start. So there you have that. That's cool. Interesting. It is cool. Okay. Are you
1: with Dusty Baker? Are you like enough yelling? Well, I, I was cheated on a tap if
2: you really pay attention, Dusty Baker's with me. Just saying. I was on this months ago. You know. All right, like we get it. i We're just do I don't know what's worse.
0: The RDT LeBron persona or this thing. I, I really don't I really can't choose. It's it's well, like a race one. It, one is the biggest cheating scandal is in nineteen nineteen. I don't even Stop dislike LeBron, thing.
1: so it's probably the Astros. Thing. And the other one, and the other one is arguably the oh, not sorry, not arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. Um thanks. What did you think about the 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 guy with the broken arm banging the trash can in center field you this can't is, say that was this in a, is kind in a of great impetus video.
2: for me to look up uh how the houston astros are doing and they're five and one so
1: what talk to me about the guy banging the trash can you did did you not think that was a funny video
2: i thought i mean it's just low-hanging fruit that's what yeah, i really think a, it is the dragging ah, trash can down to center to, to the it's what mid- it's 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 comical yeah it's 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 extravagant. It's over the top. Whatever, man.
4: Yeah, good. Okay. Um, five and
2: one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will give mine to uh, my my honorable mention to Adam Sandler. Did you see – so I guess Tom Petty's 70th birthday is coming up, I think. He's and only 70? I, th- I, think I, think I saw a hashtag Petty like 70. Five. Well, he's dead, but I don't know. I, I, all I saw was the
0: Tom Petty 70.
2: Oh, Tom Petty. I yeah. also
0: thought you said Richard Petty. He's 80. Oh, no. Tom Petty.
2: <laughs> 70, his That's 70th a pretty good birthday, guess for
0: Richard Petty's age.
1: Yeah. 70th birthday bash, I guess, is coming shout, up. So shout out to the these... King Richard Petty, by the way. Yeah, we're we're King Richard uh, <laughs> King Petty podcast. Um, but they're doing, like, I guess all these celebrities and musicians are, like, recording their favorite Tom Petty songs and all that. And Adam Sandler played guitar, which I didn't know he does and then sang You're So Bad by Tom Petty, and it was awesome. Like, it sounded more like Tom Petty. It sounded more like him than I had ever heard Tom Petty sound like Tom Petty. It was a really good song, and it was – thanks, you'll know this. It was the lead into JJ's podcast, Yuppie Junk, so it's always nice to hear that again. <laughs> um, but Adam Sandler just, like, the most talented man in the world. Like, he just seems like the most genuinely nice person, and and, like, I didn't know he could play guitar and sing, too. So shout-out Adam Sandler again
0: sure shout out to adam uh now i will do my self-serving quick spiel here um, as we run through uh the music news of the week uh taylor swift new song mr perfectly fine banks what do we call that
2: it is a bop and a half bop and a half i think absolute bop and a half absolute bop and a half is the term yeah
0: shout out to the the favorite artist of this show uh I educated the listeners about Olivia Rodrigo a few months ago. She's back, Deja Vu. Another great song. Get on it. I know everyone I know everyone cares when I bring this stuff up. Go listen to it. She wants to be Taylor Swift. That's fine with me. And then, a longstanding favorite in the uh, the Taylor Smythe column here, Demi Lovato, new album. It's pretty good. Some good songs on it. Her documentary is pretty heartbreaking at times. It's, it's interesting if you're interested in, in that type of stuff. Essentially, documentary infomercials that promote albums. And it's essentially what it is, but there's a lot of revelations in there. So, all three of them are on my honorable mentions as I run through. Uh, all of those people uh, go off. King, does anyone have one? I have one.
2: We all know that three of us all know that Taylor has one. So I, I think we should.
0: Get it, I just want to get to you guys if you have anything.
2: I think that we give you the floor think, here.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say floor is yours. I mean, okay. I'll
1: let you go. The I'm gonna saw. try
0: to make this pretty short because we've done a lot of talking about this in the off-season, We did a lot of talking about the Orioles' TV network situation involving Masson, the money, all the different things. I think we broke it down very fairly, I thought, guys. I thought we broke it down with angles to each side. Which we were fair to Masson, fair to the Orioles, fair to the people that work there, not trying to attack anybody that works there or people that are trying to make things better. But the fact, gentlemen, that today, when I came upstairs to record this podcast with you two fine people, that when I went to Masson.com to stream the Orioles game on my computer, don't have cable in my room, cable downstairs, don't have cable in my room, I record the podcast upstairs. The fact that when I go to Masson.com to stream that game, the only cable networks that I can stream on are three that I've never heard of in my entire life and DirecTV TV is an absolute joke. An absolute Armstrong Atlantic Broadband, Bay Country Communications, and Lelumos Networks, along with DirecTV. And apologies to any of our listeners that have any of those, I'm sure, great cable networks. But no one, everyone has Fios or Xfinity. What are you doing, Mass? And I feel like Taylor Twellman. What are we doing Figure out a way to stream these games online for people. It's 2021. What is going on? Every other sports network in the country allows you to stream, except for this one, except for the one that broadcasts Orioles games. You want fans? You want fans to get engaged? You want people under 50 to watch baseball? Maybe allow them to stream it on their computers. This is a joke. I mean, it is a total joke. And I think anyone, everyone at Masson, I'm sure, knows it's a joke, so I'm not telling them anything they don't know. And I'm not trying to go after people because maybe they just don't have the resources to get it done but it's just it's just a shame it's a shame it's just that this is just continues to be an issue year after year for this network you're the broadcaster of the World Series champion from two years ago and then your main team and no one in the, the DMV area whatever you define as DMV can watch these games on their computers unless they have these five excuse me if anyone has them jabroni operations what are we doing can't have it. Can't can't coach with them. Can't win with them. Can't play with them. Can't do it. This is a joke. Figure it out. Figure it out. Coming also coming soon to Roku and Apple TV. Yeah, see you in 2025, Masson. I'm tired of this. I am tired of this, and I know that RDT and Banks are tired of it too. And I know that everyone that's an Orioles fan's tired of it because we've been talking about this for years and years and years. Jeez, I mean, it's so easy to stream. The Caps and the Wizards at this point, like they're the two other teams here. You go to freaking NBC Sports, which is a real freaking channel and a real website, and you watch it, and it's not hard. And you can watch it out of area. You yeah, walk, I mean, freaking cable network. It's not. This is not hard. What are you doing, Masson? What are you doing? Yes, network you watch on the Fox Sports app. Like, oh my god, it is just it is baffling to me btn everyone complains about btn every year maryland get complaints about btn 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 might as well be freaking cbs compared to how you can watch masson i mean good lord it is terrible it is just and it's it stinks for the people that work on masson you'd have more viewers you would just have more viewers people would care more about now maybe their whole theory is you drive people to the tv product because then you can advertise i don't even know i don't even want to speculate figure it out masson that enough
2: and I mean, that's this phenomenal rant. I mean, that's that's probably our best go off king we've had yet. I mean, it's everything was nail on the head. I We, we talked about it a little bit before we hit record on this podcast, but there are certain things over the years, and I may be delving into my own go off king here. There are certain things that the the Orioles, the Angelos family, there are ways that they have operated, not just this year in CoVID situations, but over the years as a whole that are flat-out embarrassing for for Orioles fans, for Major League Baseball as a whole, where it's it gets to a point where I don't know how Major League Baseball can sit here and watch one of their franchises tank like the, the entire brand of the league. And we all know that Major League Baseball's, uh, I don't know, self-awareness and their brand awareness and, and all the things that they're doing, there's a lot of incompetency there. But at, at some point, you have to, like, look at it and be like, this is a shit show. Like, what is – why can't we – You and I ha- were
0: watching a Yes Network illegal stream to watch on our computers.
2: Correct. And we were an hour – you know, a minute and a half behind Eric's feed.
0: And we're a minute and a half from the ballpark that holds the team, and we <laughs> when, can't watch the game on our laptops. Start,
2: it, this will be an issue for us, and it's ridiculous. So – it's one of those things where at some point the league, if if it's a resource issue, if they don't have the money to hire enough uh, human capital to produce it or get this in the right place to position themselves to to stream games or to have their network on the proper, uh, I don't know, cable providers or whatever major league baseball needs to either give them a loan in order to facilitate this for the sake of the brand of the league or whatever, or they need to force them to sell the team, or something. Like, something has to change. It's just, you look around the league, and I I can almost guarantee you, 28 other Major League Baseball teams are not having these issues. And if I was a Nationals fan, I'd be furious. Because it's it's, it's brutal. It's it's brutal. And like, I don't have a ton of sympathy for them, because they're the guys, you know, they're the guys down south, and they're, you know, whatever. It's a whole D.C. versus Baltimore thing. Whatever. But Objectively speaking, I can't imagine how fucking frustrating that is when you—they've got a, a good ball club down there. They've had a good ball club for a decade now, and they've been under the control of Masson. And and yeah, deals a deal with how I mean, we could do an entire podcast on the Masson relationship between the Orioles and yeah. the Nationals and yeah. the dispute and all that. Don't have to go down that road, but something has to give. It's just they just have to be better. Like somebody has to step in and hold them to the standard that the rest of the league is up to. I mean, at the,
0: at, at the end of the day, you know, and I, we've talked about this before, like I don't think the three of us on this show want to get in the business of sitting mm-hmm. here and complaining about coverage the way it is, whatever. I think there are people on Masson that do a really good job. No, I, think, I feel sorry for those people. And, and that's what I'm saying. This to. is not an issue that there's two really two sides on. There's one side. There's no no explanation, and maybe if someone that runs Masson or or is involved wants to come on here and give us reasons why they can't get this on real cable networks from a streaming perspective, come on, because this is insane. Everyone else is figuring out how to do this. Every single now there are disputes. You see this like Turner channels right now aren't on Fubo TV because they can't come to an agreement. But at a certain point, you know, at, but those are on other places. At a certain point, you can't access this anywhere but your television. It's so backwards from where the rest of everything else is going. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. And I'm sh- and maybe this has been asked and there's an explanation out there from a media member that has asked this question at some point. I would hope that someone from like Baltimore Business Journal has inquired to Masson about why no one can stream the games. There has to be. There has to be somewhere. Maybe I just haven't found it. But this is crazy. Like You want to expand your, your brand, right? You want people to have as many avenues to watch your games as possible. And I know right now the product on the field isn't that great, but we've sat here on this podcast a million times and defended the process the ors are going through, defended the rebuild, said, look, you have to be patient. They're doing things the right way right now. They're stocking props, blah, blah, blah. Done all those things. This is not defendable. You have to figure out a way to get your product on, a, on some sort of over-the-top streaming. I, I'm not even telling you to get it on, you know, I'm not even telling you to build apps on on you know Roku or Apple TV or Fire Stick. I don't even need you to do that. Just allow me to open my laptop up, go to Masson.com, and play the games, authenticating into my cable service. That I just can't imagine that's that hard. And you figured it out with freaking Loomis Communications, which I'm sure 50 people have. <laughs> I just I just like how are you not figuring out a way to figure that out with Xfinity? Like figure it out. I, I just I and maybe there's an explanation and like I said if there's a great explanation for this and there's an answer someone wants to give and someone on this po- that listens to listens this podcast has an answer maybe we'll put it out on maybe we'll put it on the X52 podcast hey Masson like give, somebody give us an answer here or I'll, I'll do some research to try to find one but Man, that was so frustrating. It's just crazy that you, you promise. RDT, you sort of said this too. You promise streaming. You say, we're coming out with streaming. We have streaming. and every We gave them credit. We were like, man, this took too long. But finally, they've got it figured out. They've got streaming. This is great. We'll be able to go. And I go on here to watch the end of Yankees Orioles on my computer, and I click stream live, and I see this. This is what I see. Learn more. Like, let's learn more. Let's go. Let's learn more. While Masson is working with each of its cable and satellite providers and their plans to offer their customers authentication, not every provider will be ready immediately. Well, yeah, no shit because you've got four, you got four before you've got the World Series champion from two years ago. and I don't like the Nationals as a fan, but I respect what the organization's done, you know and and respect the fact they've gone out and won and, uh, and, and shout out to them. Insane, this is insane to me. Insane. Also, okay. it's funny. In the next few days, Masson will be launching an app that will be available to download on Apple's App Store, Google Play, and Roku. Yeah, when you go back, it says coming soon on Google Play, Apple TV, and Roku. So that's not even ready yet. That's not even ready yet. Wild. This is wild to me. And maybe this stuff will start coming out, and I'm I'm, I'm ranting for nothing. I'm going to sign up for streaming notifications. I'm going to put my email in here. I mean, like, come on, Masson. <laughs> like, I just – I just this. this I, the worst part about it is you would think this has been something they've been working on for a long time. So, like, when they finally rolled it out, you'd be ready to go. I'm just. Man. I, I just. I, this I, grinds I, my game. You, you <laughs> are so easy. We have the ability. It's easier. This is. I, I, It is easier for me and Banks to watch the World Darts Championships than it is to watch Orioles games on the computer. It's easier for me to watch Premier League soccer. It's easier for me to watch. La Liga. It's easier for me to watch Aussie Rules football. It's easier for me to watch a million things more than this team that plays two minutes down the street from me on a computer. Craziness. It's craziness. It's craziness.
2: That, I it, was watching on the GameCast tonight. This, this is it's just, just, just insane, man. This is like the scene from, from Office Space where they're smashing the printer and you're done, and then he just goes back for more he's bashing the printer. Like, it's, he's just, just,
0: it's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's easier for me to watch Premier League Lacrosse than this freaking team. And that's shout-out to Premier League Lacrosse, a, a, a forward-thinking organization. Oh, my Lord. Come on, Masson. I want to watch your team. I want to watch the Orioles. I love Baltimore sports. I do a podcast about it. I do two podcasts about sports in this area. Let me watch my team on the computer. Please. That's all I got. I'm done. Starting to get into
2: the Stephen A. Please, please, please. please. please.
0: (laughs) We've been, this streaming service, we have been hoodwinked bamboozled so led astray, <laughs> run amok and flat out deceived that is what's going on with this right now
1: january 25th 2001 uh article title mass and a launch in market streaming for all 300 plus orioles and nationals games blah blah blah. more than 600 pre and post game show for the nationals and orioles reaching seven states 20 million digital viewers on multiple platforms in 14 nielsen media markets so i just thought again january 25th
0: yeah and those are all coming from direct tv
1: because I'm, sure. like, like, I'm
0: sorry. I mean, maybe I'll look these up. Maybe Bay Country Communications has got more viewers than I think they do.
2: I've Cambridge never heard of any of them on except the Eastern Shore. TV, obviously.
0: On the Eastern Shore. And shout out to the Eastern Shore. We love the Eastern Shore. But, I mean, Cambridge, based in Cambridge, Maryland. I love Cambridge, Maryland. Love the Cambridge Wawa. Great. Cambridge, great town. Love driving through it on Route 50. Lumos Networks, based in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's in the Mid-Atlantic. Like how it doesn't even say how many people are hosted on Lumos networks. It's it it trades in the Nasdaq. Oh, let's see what the stock is. Let's see what the oh, stock's at geez, for Lumos we're networks. really getting into it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and shout out to it doesn't even show up. I I just That's a good sign. I just it's just it's just it's just depressing. It's 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 like I just I just feel like this could be done so much better. And I know I'm sure everyone there knows it could be done better, and so we're just preaching to the choir here. But and and look, it is easy to be Johnny Hot Takes on TV coverage and TV situations, and all that stuff is more complicated than everyone thinks and knows that it is. I understand that, and I get that, and doing TV sports TV's hard, but sheesh. There you have
2: it. I mean, heck of a rant. Done. I'm done. anybody got anything else before we end this thing? No, dude. I think you crushed it. I think you crushed that issue there and beat it into in the ground in a good way. <laughs> yeah, like good it's. <laughs> I think you got your point across.
0: And it, it is, is crazy.
2: There. Agreed on all fronts. And
0: that's all that matters. That's all that matters.
2: And it's crazy. It's crazy, Taylor. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. And we're done. And that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 where the show ends. And uh hopefully the Orioles continue to play well, and I will continue to watch the Orioles on my television. Um, that's the show. Two shows this week. Banks, you've been grinding on the golf. Shout out for you for for getting Bryson on the show. That was really fun. Shout out to Josh Rogers for coming on yeah. to the show with us. Tremendous stuff from he Josh. Great. I mean, that, he's he's got he's got TV, radio in his future. The guy is a natural talker. It was awesome to have him on here to talk golf. Awesome to get back to the regular show. Shout out to Tom from Pickles for jumping on with us and giving us a look into the wildness that is opening day and some of the history of really one of Baltimore's most iconic places. And I know at the top, of the, at the beginning of the X52 podcast, we really wanted to show off places like that. And this was sort of a first step, I think, in doing some. We, obviously, we've talked to Johnny a bunch, and they, Jimmy's has been great to us. But to get some of those other establishments and, and sort of the history around them is something we want to do on the show, so glad to do that. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels, at X52 Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. Golf covered all weekend, baby. You're going to be pumping it out. I can't wait uh, to read and follow you on that stuff. And RDT, it's just better when baseball season's going on. Your Twitter, it just flows. I just enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy the baseball content each and every day. At as the king of Orioles Twitter at E D I T T I twenty two. I don't really, you know, you can follow me at Taylor Smite ten Taylor Swift. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't provide as much value as these guys, but come and follow. Maybe I'll start talking about Maston on there too. And we will see you next time on the X fifty two podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.